Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm from sunny California, and now I'm living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Bebe. Yes, hi, this is Bebe from sunny Beijing. What a glorious day. I mean, fall days in Beijing, they're just stunning. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. I haven't seen the Gingo Trees, but you mentioned recent your husband is a photographer or amateur photographer. Yes, yes. He likes What to, time of yeah. year is it? Where is he? Where do you think he's going to end up? What do you mean? <laughs> not going anywhere <laughs> it's time to go to fragrant hills which is oh. the photographing event of the year here in beijing every year right right now as the leaves are turning by saturday sunday this and the entire fragrant hills will be <laughs> crawling with people with cameras i know don't give him that idea i don't like to move <laughs> i can just imagine it <laughs> it's the mm. same as if i've seen it but i know i've been there once it's mm. beautiful this is a you know, there's a Buddhist temple inside, and then yeah. there's another Buddhist temple outside. Mm-hmm. There's it's called the Green Cloud Temple, oh. and inside inside of it, they have like 500 statues of Buddha <gasps> with different hands and different gestures. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Now that I'm interested, <laughs> <laughs> see now you could go for your husband. Your kid could enjoy. Mm-hmm. Your daughter can enjoy the beautiful sunshine, and you can go enjoy the Buddhist nice. temple. Nice. I'll consider that. I think it sounds very nice. Okay. So today, the U.S. needs a kickstart. It's coming recession, which everyone's guessing is going to happen next year, is mitigated, not just for the U.S., but because the world is dependent on the U.S. economy. And if the U.S. suffers a recession, the world will reel. So just in time comes China's International Import Expo in Shanghai, where 70 billion U.S. dollars in deals are being made with 145 countries. Is this a chance for the U.S. to sell more goods Mm, in China? You're Mm. asking me? Well, I mean, I think that's... I think that... (laughs) Yes, I will be asking you, but let's go... Uh, a little slow down. Sure. Baby, you've lived abroad and let's talk about my bathroom. Okay. In my bathroom. Your bathroom? Yes. We're talking about your bathroom now? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about my bathroom. The whole show has changed. Okay. So I have a toothbrush. Oh, good I have for you. A cup with my toothbrush. I have toothpaste and I have a razor. That's it. But on top of the <laughs> counter in the bathroom, there are about 100, I'm not joking, 100 tiny little things that do whatever. <laughs> they all belong to my wife. She is right. the other 97 things on the bathroom counter. She's so, way below the average number. Is that really below? Oh my God. The average is about 200 bottles oh, wow. of various sizes. So my question for you, baby, is what kind of international products do you use? Oh. What things that are imported from elsewhere into China wow. or do you buy on occasion? So that list. So we have like an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just highlights. <laughs> well, okay. So um, starting with my bathroom, mm. one thing I have to mention that mm. is uh, my toothpaste is Tums. You know the brand? Uh, I use Crest, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Tums is more like in Chinese, we say xiaozhong, like for mm. it's not the main stream but it's known for being more organic more uh environmentally friendly Mm. and it doesn't have all that junk in it and ever since i used it since i don't know how many years ago Mm -hmm. um i i liked it so i've Mm. been using it ever since of course that started in the u.s 
Now, the main difference when you first start using it is that it's not as sweet mm. as the other toothpaste. Mm. Now, if I switch back to Crest or Colgate, I think. Floor, yeah, Colgate's another big one, yeah. Or even that one that's known for sensitive teeth, yeah, like yeah. Sensa something. Sensodine my teeth hurt. Sensodyne. Yeah, especially that one. Once that thing touches my teeth, mm. my teeth start to hurt. Wow. Now, yeah, they are sensitive now. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's because uh, the, like, the ingredients are just like simpler in the one that I use. Mm. So this toothpaste, now that I'm in China, I have to buy them. I started buying them from Daigo, which are people who, mm. you know, they'll buy them in the US and then ship them back and sell them here in China. It's not like mm. through the main import and export channel. Yeah. So um, it doesn't go through a port. It doesn't go through customs. It's just like somebody mailing a package from the US. Mm. Same, like mm. as of like my friends, people can yeah. actually make a decent living just by doing this. And now mm. I, I pay about like 62 or 65 per toothpaste mm. in RMB, which is quite expensive, but I'm still willing to pay it. Mm. Um, That's what, like 60, well, $7? No. So no, no, no. It's like You know you can use just baking soda and mint? Yeah, I knew that. But still, <laughs> it comes in a tube, nice and neat. So that's uh. what, like, uh, almost $10 per tube of toothpaste. Um, mm. But I think, you know, I, I like it. And I think middle class, uh, middle and upper class consumers mm -hmm. love products like this mm -hmm. not very mainstream but more natural and it feels good using them so that's mm -hmm. one thing i will start with my toothpaste and then skincare jeez like those 200 other bottles wow mainly um i have something i have certain products i have certain products from germany mm -hmm. that i've been using for years mm -hmm. and switzerland mm -hmm. very pricey mm -hmm. Uh, France, that's a big one. You're so have bourgeois, a lot of... baby. <laughs> well, it's just it's skincare, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't, My wife I don't... also has a million things like I know, that. I don't spend money on makeup, but skincare, they last for months. And I thought, and... I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought a lot of really excellent skincare products came from Korea. Is that not right? They have some, but they're. I won't say they're excellent. Mm. Um, I feel like they try to make it, but, <laughs> you know, oh. they are known for their, uh, like, uh, makeup, oh. makeup products and also masks. Well, I wouldn't really know. This is not really my field. Right. It's not your, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then like perfume from Italy. There's this one brand that I've been using for years. Um, so when it comes to skincare, not a lot of U.S. products. Mm -hmm. I don't think they are as competitive. Maybe Elizabeth mm -hmm. Arden is from the U.S., I think they they have a following here. Yeah. And also um, Tom's toothpaste mm -hmm. and related products. They actually have a shop now on Taobao. Mm. Oh, okay. like their official flagship shop. So you don't have to have someone ship it in their like luggage now. I still do <laughs> because like it's it's much more expensive. Mm. Like I think if you buy them on their official shop on Taobao, it's like close to 100 RMB because mm. they have to pay tax. Mm. But, you know, it's absolutely authentic. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've noticed a trend, though. Mm -hmm. I, I think years ago, whatever products from the U.S. was hailed as, you know, high quality mm -hmm. and fancy, you know, people, they'll they'll get anything, you know, from the U.S. Yeah, I think I get my coffee comes from like Central American countries mm, and then nice. it's shipped and then repackaged and like baked or whatever they do uh -huh. to it in the United States. And then it's shipped roasted. to China. Roasted. <laughs> yeah, roast, roasted. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh -huh. So, yeah. So it comes maybe as a U.S. brand. I mean, Starbucks gets its mm. coffee from all over the place. I suppose. All over and the place. Yeah. Starbucks probably makes a bigger cut. But anyhow, mm. now there is a trend that I'm noticing 
And I'm thinking from the perspective of a Chinese consumer and also a consumer, uh, you know, who once lived in the States. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I wish there were more uh, greater products from the U.S., but it's getting very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody knows there's a huge market here in China mm-hmm. with a huge middle, a growing middle and upper middle class. Mm-hmm. And they are very, very savvy shoppers. Mm-hmm. They, you know Taobao, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the main shopping site. I use Jingdong. Oh, because Jingdong, Jingdong ships faster. <laughs> well, I just use them because it's the only app my wife put on my phone. Oh, for rest- <laughs> okay. She's like, um, you can use this one. <laughs> I'm not going to ask why. <laughs> but on Taobao, you can literally get like anything mm. from like fresh salmon from like Europe. To live chickens. To live- yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen oh it. Oh my checked. gosh. Yes. But- <laughs> Want a live chicken? Oh, gee. You go on your phone and a live chicken will show up at your door. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jason's joking. I'm but- only saying that because it's an outlier. Most people do not order live chickens, I'm right. assuming, but they do have them. <laughs> yes. Anyhow. You're listening to The Bridge. So we have so many choices mm. and I did not feel that when I was in the States. Mm. In fact, you know, when, when I go back to visit um, or just traveling, I felt like I was only exposed to mostly products made in the States. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see Japanese cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and a few, you know, Chinese products. Or, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you walk products. into a, what is it, Walmart? Walmart? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. like China right there. <laughs> yeah, but then if you want something fancier. Mm. Right. Like, you know, you have chocolate from Europe and other things, but for other products, Mm -hmm. your choices will be very limited when you shop in the U.S. Mm. If you go to a supermarket, Mm. right, mainly, you you know, it's like the same things. But here, if you go on, you know, online on Taobao, you get products from everywhere. Okay, so, for example, some popular items for young moms, Mm -hmm. dairy products from New Zealand, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Australia, Mm -hmm. Australia, they are kind of messing up their business ties with china mm. so um i think consumers yeah consumers are finding alternatives mm-hmm. i can you know go deeper into that a little new later. zealand has largely remained friendly so they've a lot yeah. they're still exporting a lot of goods into china actually at the expo that you know new zealand had their own like event mm. to encourage businesses in new zealand to come to the expo in yes Shanghai. of course like they're uh, we buy their dairy products. I buy their butter mm. and uh, young moms. Like for the first two years, um, uh, we bought dairy powder from Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. our daughter. And moms, moms would, you know, pay hefty prices for uh, great products for mm-hmm. their babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the first three years. They'll they'll buy anything mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell them and if you prove that they are good for their babies. Mm. And when it comes to baby powder, I don't think America has much of an advantage anymore. Mm-hmm. There are known brands, but it's like not as natural. People feel like there's too much technology involved. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, beef from South America. I'm, I'm South America. Yeah, I'm saying for Chinese consumers, like maybe for the upper class. You know, I, I actually for the upper class, they buy what's that really mm-hmm. expensive kind from Japan? Oh, the really fatty kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's upper, upper class. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was talking to our producer yesterday and she mentioned that she buys vitamins from the United States because for her, she wants to make sure that she gets all of the nutrients that right. she gets. So she actually bought, makes sure that hers come from the U.S. because she, her impression specifically is a very positive 
positive about vitamins. No. And I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And my vitamins, I also only buy from the U.S. as well because I'm biased and I'm an American. Actually, I think a lot of uh, Australian uh, brands are taking over a bit. Like I used to get these uh, soft vitamin gels and calcium gels and stuff mm-hmm. from like U.S. brands. But now there are, you know, online, mm-hmm. you see the other um, brands from Australia. Now, people's consumers mm-hmm. in China, their impression of Australia is it's more natural. You know, you see their cows just roaming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eating grass, actual grass. But when you think of cows in the States, they're probably like, you know, shut up in a barn. They're actually, both because where I'm from, mm-hmm. Oakdale, California, that's where my mom lives now. Like, actually, mm-hmm. there are both. You have these super farms, which have like thousands of cows. And then you also have, you know, like millions of acres of like uh, just farms grazing as well. So you have the same thing. But in general, people's impression is that, you know, when you want mm-hmm. safer products, like less technology, more natural ingredients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. choose Australia over the US. Mm-hmm. So um, in recent years, we've started buying like vitamins and oils and all that stuff from Australia a bit more. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and also like fish from uh, Northern Europe for Chinese mm-hmm. consumers. Like I'm speaking of Did uh, middle you know class. Alaska's number one export partner is China. And their number one export is fish. They have huge, every every kind of fish that you can imagine. They have Alaskan white pollock and salmon and everything. Mm. And that gets shipped into China as well because Alaska has large fisheries and large boats. American people Mm -hmm. actually can get these temporary jobs over the summer, for example, Mm. where they go make a fortune on these boats, catching fish and gutting fish. And then that gets exported to places like China. Well, hopefully um, the trade relations will remain friendly, right? So mm-hmm. they can sell their products and we can yeah, buy them. Yeah, yeah, let's not. That, that would be ideal. Let's not mess things up like Australia did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they, they still have trade. I think China might be Australia's largest trade partner mm. today. So they're still very dependent upon China f- to buy their exports. Now, I remember months ago, or was it last year, mm. they were saying a lot of, um, you know, openly attacking China. Oh, yeah, you're China. right. You're, yeah. Some politicians are assaulting China unnecessarily. I know. The Australian economy still remains dependent upon China as their largest export partner. It's like they did not know. <laughs> yeah. And so we were sitting there watching TV and thinking, you know, I can really get my wine somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I can really get my cherries from South America. Exactly. That's what happened. Wine exports from Australia, which I was drinking seven or eight years Mm. ago here in China, just dropped to nothing. You couldn't even find Australian wine anymore because Australia was being very adversarial. And then suddenly it was like, well, we don't need your wine. Like they literally (laughs) angered the Chinese consumers Mm. and also shrimp, uh, lobsters, right? They were Mm. big items uh, for crabs crabs and lobsters. They, They were fancy products from Australia. And, you know, people who have money like to buy them. Mm. Now they're like, you know what? Actually, there are lobsters elsewhere too. So why do I have to buy you if you don't even like us? I mean, as a, you know, normal consumer. So yeah. um, So hopefully, you know, things can improve. So people, consumers and shoppers all have more choices. You're listening to The Bridge. 
Could I briefly talk about this city in China called Iwu? Yes, please. Do you know, you know this city? Yeah, I've never been there, but I, it's very well known. I've never been there. I considered moving there uh, actually a year or two ago. I was actually thinking about moving there. Moving there? Why? Yeah, I even applied for a job there while I was considering. I ended up moving to Wuhan oh, at that time okay. instead of Iwu, but I got to know Iwu a lot because I was thinking about moving there. Mm. And they have these huge malls mm. that instead of being full, they have regular malls too, but it, these malls, instead of being full of, Full of regular products, they are just like buttons or just wheels. So you go into a store and they have like a thousand different kinds of wheels. Mm. So if you are a manufacturer, you can choose the specific kind of wheel you Mm. like and then order millions of thousands of them, hundreds of that, whatever it is, so that you can put them on your wagons or your. Have you heard Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, come election time? They can predict who will get elected from. Yeah, well, they. Don't, I heard that the they orders. think that that's not true. But what they do is they know how many right. like hats, for example, that say MAGA on them versus like you know mm-hmm. Biden or on them, and so they have a very good predicting ability right. that they like to. I mean, even America, no one can predict who's going to win the presidency. But you know what they can do really accurately is predict trends in the United States mm. because for Halloween, for example, which we talk about a lot lately. <laughs> right. If Americans are about to buy something, they don't even know what they're about to buy because they don't know what their options are going to be. But in Iwu, they know, they know the, the, <laughs> these are the things that China is making. We're shipping them off to America. Right. And in, in like two or three weeks, all Americans were going to be way into purple pumpkins. <laughs> isn't that isn't that amazing, though? You know what it you is, think about it? Is. it. Yeah. Well, I think that's really interesting. It's a town that predicts what Christmas decorations are going to look like and right. what kind of toys are going to be popular in the West, not just in America, but in a lots of places around the world Mm. because China is a very large export partner with a lot of countries. But we're not actually talking about exports today. We're talking about the China International Import Expo in Shanghai. Mm. What I thought is really interesting is that China imports, Mm. imports from elsewhere, gold, gold gold from the United States. I heard a story yesterday because I was getting ready for Mm. this episode. And it turns out that the U.S. actually exports a lot of Chinese original fruit and vegetables. What do you mean? Yeah. So there's a kind of lemon, for example. That comes from China. And some American man decades and decades ago took the seeds back to America and began growing them in mass and now ships these lemons. Okay. Now, American the American agricultural mm-hmm. base ships these lemons back to China and China is now buying lemons that they are like, yay, we imported these from the US huh. that actually come from China. That's just like kiwi from New Zealand. Mm. Now, for years, actually, probably more than that, for decades, they are you know these uh, kiwis from New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. They're very pricey. I remember when my daughter was younger, you know, we would just buy like two just for her. Mm-hmm. And they would cost me about sometimes like almost 10 kwai per kiwi. Mm-hmm. And for years we thought kiwi is a, you know, New Zealand thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then then later I discovered, and I think I discovered this when I was visiting New Zealand, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was actually a Chinese really? plant from Sichuan province. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That thrived. Uh, in New Zealand. And now these past few years, mm. I discovered that there are these uh, kiwis, maybe not as pretty, mm. but very natural, extremely sweet, just from 
both mm. Sichuan province and also from Shanxi province. Shanxi. Wow. Shanxi province. Like this year. They've changed the direction that they've grown. So they've harvested them differently or. It's just we were not aware uh, that we have the same products. Not that we didn't know we had kiwis, but mm. we thought the ones we had were too sour. Uh, like the New Zealand ones were so sweet. Mm. It turned out that we also have the really sweet kind. Mm. And people are now buying more of domestic kiwis. They're so much cheaper. Mm. Like I, I could buy a whole box. Uh, like five pounds or more with like 30 kwai. That's like, what, $5? But in the past, that was like three kiwis from New Zealand. Less impactful to the environment, not having to ship them from one island to another continent. Exactly. You know, baijiu. Baijiu, like white oh, yeah. liquor. It's a very famous yes. alcohol here in China. And I, I, I'm, I drink it with mostly just family. So Chinese family, they're like, Jason's here. It's time for baijiu. So I have a lot of experience with it. And you take it though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah? I drink okay. little shots at a time. See, it's not like in America where you're like having whole big glasses of alcohol. Right. You drink <laughs> these tiny little the mini shots here and there right. throughout dinner. So it's mm. not like, it's not like where you go to the bar and try to get drunk. It's like, oh, let's right. be happy and have some Baijiu. Exactly. So this is made from a um, sorghum, which is largely a mm. pork feed. So hogs eat sorghum. Mm-hmm. The United States exports an enormous amount of sorghum to China. And what's interesting is huh. the kind of sorghum that China imports from America, which is we're talking about maybe a billion dollars worth of sorghum, mm. is not the kind that they drink. So the sorghum that is imported from the United States is usually given to hogs as feed. Okay. But China grows its own sorghum that is much higher quality, different kind of uh. variety of sorghum. And mm. this is what gets turned into baijiu mm. in uh, one of the most famous alcohols in China. I see. And also, I think we import a lot of uh, soybeans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the, from- one of the number one <clears throat> exports from the United States to China. I guess in the U.S., people don't really consume a lot of soybeans. You know, I think it's more popular lately. There are a lot of people who have become vegetarian and vegan culturally in the United right. States. And nice. those people are increasingly mm. eating things that are directly from soybeans. Right. So um, I think in general, even though I see less uh, products from the U.S. or people are less crazy about American products, mm. mainly because I think consumers are more knowledgeable now. Mm. First of all, they have more choices. Mm. And second of all, they are wary of all these artificial ingredients, mm. uh, especially in their food, like processed food. Who has time for this? You, I, I literally go I and I go to a restaurant and I'm just like, let's have that. I never think about where it's from or what's in it like i i don't have that on my mind at all in restaurants uh i guess you don't have a lot of choices mm. right but when you buy grocery uh, at home nowadays people are becoming more and more aware of the things they put into it mm. maybe years ago we just like you know we were drawn to pretty packages oh this is from the us that's from germany and you think that's great nowadays people actually read what's whether you put in it mm. And we found that a lot of these uh, American, especially processed food, there's so many weird things in it, Mm. like things you can't even read, Uh right? You don't know what they are. And we read about how Mm. corn is grown in the the U.S., Mm. which sounds pretty crazy, all the things they put into the soil and all that. And so I used to get, say, cornflakes. You know, I love cornflakes and cereal, right? Milk and cereal. But now I don't really buy them anymore because I'm like suspicious of corn grown in the U.S. You know, I think you might be an elite group of more educated consumers because I want to go over a list. There are 6,000 Starbucks 
and expected to be 12,000 in like two or three years in China. Hmm. McDonald's is in every city on every corner. You got now Taco Bell starting to crop up. You have KFC, which I don't even know. There must be like more than 10,000 KFCs in China. It's probably the most popular U.S. franchise. You have Hmm. Pizza Hut in every major city. Pizza Hut is popular. Domino's. Domino's. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so many. uh, So I think like the youth in China are probably a lot more like the youth in America. Um. You're talking about being very careful about what you buy. So is my mom. Hmm. Like I think like older consumers who are, you know, come from a a high level of background and their education, like like yourself, Hmm. are more careful about what they eat. But I think the general population is more like this is tasty. This is like convenient. This is shiny and the the advertisement is colorful. This is cool. Well, because, you know, when they're younger, they feel healthier. Mm. Right. Um, Mm. They probably don't Mm. feel the impact from all these preservatives Mm. and other weird things Mm. they put into your food. And also they probably don't read as much. I mean, I read and I found out about how they make certain things Mm. and it sounds Mm. very, very scary. Mm. And also, like, for example, the uh, other day I had I was in a hurry and I bought something from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I I think I bought for like three small hamburgers. (laughs) And when I tasted them, they I have to they taste yummy. In a way, mm-hmm. but I felt like I didn't know what I was eating. Yeah, oh yeah, I feel the same. You know way. what I mean? Like it's like some sort of chewy, tasty plastic. Right. Yeah, it's it now, doesn't taste like if you take meat at home and make it yourself, it doesn't taste like Taco Bell or McDonald's or Burger King. One hundred percent. Yeah. And Burger King is a little better. I can actually see the beef. Is it? Is it? You know, beef? Like, <laughs> Sorry, Burger King. Well, I guess I, Burger King is. Um. Well, I have both around mm. me, but I'm staying away from McDonald's now. Mm. I don't know what it's I was. Super salty and, too. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, anyhow, mm. I um, and the other day I also tried something from Starbucks. Mm. The coffee, of course, it's uh, it's fine. And then, you know, they have like sandwiches, paninis and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like other things, yeah. things like croissants. And they sometimes they come in these packages, like plastic wrapped. And I read the ingredients. There are like, you know, like 20 things on it. And the the mm-hmm. the croissant, the um the sandwich I ate, the filling inside was very weird. <laughs> and even the bread was I did not know. I can't describe the texture. Mm. Did it taste good? <laughs> I guess. Oh, all right. But I didn't feel like I was eating food. Mm. Now, this is the kind of food that I'm going to stay mm. away with. Mm. If I have other choices, I'll pay a little more. And besides, like Starbucks, they're not even cheap. And I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. eating there mm-hmm. when I'm ordering things. Yeah, I agree with you. I so. think, you know, people should be careful about what they put into their body. Uh, my main point is just to talk about what American products are being consumed by Chinese folks. Oh, Apple. Yeah, absolutely. Computers. Uh, in, yeah, the, cell phones. Uh-huh. 100% Chinese. I, I think Xiaomi and uh, Huawei and Honor are still more popular in China, but Apple is a, one of the very popular brands. And so the type of car. Oh, yeah. I see. I see some Jeeps here and there. I like the ones with the snorkels. You're listening to The Bridge. I want to talk briefly, though, about the opportunity for my fellow Americans to make money by exporting things Mm. to China and what what the economy is like. So one thing that American people don't know is what's really happening in the Chinese economy. Mm -hmm. But what's actually happened, and this is according to a chart that I have from Bloomberg, is that China is about to escape what they call the middle income trap. Mm. And that means probably within the next two or three years, China will no longer be middle income, but will be considered high income. And that means 
means GDP per capita, or breaking that down even smaller, that means your average Chinese person will have more money to spend. And so we're talking about 1.4 billion people with more money to spend. That means that Chinese folks, whether they're buying things that are made in China, Europe, the United States, Africa, wherever, Mm. are going to be consuming more things. So if American companies or American individuals can successfully export things to China, there's an opportunity for cooperation, for collaboration, for us to work together where everyone wins. Okay, here is the thing from a Chinese consumer. Mm -hmm. As consumers, of course, our shopping choices are constrained by how much money we have and mm-hmm. how willing we are to spend on certain things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking about the lower class economy-wise, right, I don't think they will be buying a lot of imported products anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are really looking at... I'm not actually sure. See, I disagree. Mm. And the reason is when you go to the store and you buy fruits and vegetables, even pork products, you're actually buying products that have an American hand in them. Oh. So if you're a poor person and you're buying Poor, basic poor products, mm. those hogs were may have been fed by feed that came from the United States and along with Brazil and other countries. So in fact, the lower classes may not be buying like some fancy mm. like makeup from the United States, but in fact, they will still be consuming products that have ingredients from all over the world. Okay. They probably don't even know that. But <laughs> anyhow. Yeah. yeah, they don't they're not I aware. think the main target though uh, for imported products or for like middle and upper class. I'm talking about things that you can buy in the in the mm-hmm. shop and you know what you're getting, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know what the pig consumes, but <laughs> So for the middle and upper class, they're very, very uh, conscious of what they're buying. And um, so we're talking about mm. they're willing to pay higher prices, but they want to get products that are good for them, not just looking good anymore. Maybe in the past few decades, you know, something looked good. It looked fancy and cool. They'll buy it. Nowadays, people are getting much more pickier. You know, I am one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to read what you put into it and whether or not it's good for my child, mm-hmm. whether or not it's good for, um, you know, our, our, our body in general. Mm-hmm. So I think they should be like as manufacturers, they should be more aware mm-hmm. of that. This is a global issue about using uh, safe things. Actually, I, I want to do a future episode with you that I've already planned. I just haven't shared it with you yet about mm. the kinds of things and products that we can move away from that are bad for the environment, not just us, which is we're part of. Mm. And I actually, mm-hmm. there's some amazing technologies, including plastic that are made out of carbon dioxide mixed with sugar and it can break back down into basic ingredients almost immediately. Sounds interesting. You're listening to The Bridge. Now, I want to talk really quickly. We have 50 states in the U.S., and I want to talk about what states China is the primary export partner for. So that means states that export more goods to China than any other country in the world. And I think a lot of people might be surprised. California? No, I'm sorry. That's Mexico. But Mexico? Because of the produce they grow? You know, I, I'm not sure, but we have you have a new version of NAFTA, which is an old version of a, a you know the trade agreement between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. And so they have a trade block. And so... Canada and Mexico are actually the first two primary trade partners for the United States. Mm. But individual states 
their primary export partner is China. So Washington, the state of Washington, I think that might have to do with Microsoft products. So Mm. service-based products. I'm not sure exactly. But also Mm -hmm. Oregon and Alabama, their primary export partner is China. So these economies are dependent in part on China buying things from those states. Mm. And so any attempt to like uh, decouple or to hurt relations is going to devastate the economy in those Mm. states. So it's very important important that the United States and China continue to cooperate and move forward amicably, or the people that live in these states will see very unfavorable conditions as a result of that. Yeah. Well, let's see if the politicians can, you know, listen to this or similar, <laughs> uh, similar logic. Mm, mm, um, mm. My list of imported products mm-hmm. is actually like quite long. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, shall I continue? Or Well, I mean, why don't you give us some highlights? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. For example, like cheese. You buy cheese here mm-hmm. in Beijing, too right yeah yeah and i do buy american cheese or irish cheese those are the ones i switched between right yeah i just bought like another five pound i buy them like by pounds because they're like cheaper um so i get this uh carry gold chatter from ireland i think that's from ireland Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the one i bought yeah okay great yeah yeah we've we've consumed like i don't know how many of these Mm. um and mozzarella from italy Mm -hmm. but also i found that the same brand of the mozzarella cheese uh they have their some kind of factory here in china Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. some are locally produced. Yeah, yeah. But the prices are similar. American beer and, and whiskey companies do that too. They don't actually export uh, to right. China anymore. They just set up local facilities in China mm. to p- produce the same product. Right. And also like some smaller, um, more like niche markets, mm-hmm. like um, essential oil products, mm. very feminine. From like Thailand, right? <laughs> Things will probably like you've never thought of, but it's like they're known for their products. I remember there's this one kind of bomb for like a mosquito bites mm-hmm. or like some also serves as mm-hmm. bug repellent that once a coworker mm. from Thailand gave me. I've had this for like at least seven or eight years and it still works so well. Mm. So, you know, I, I trust these natural essential oil products from Thailand, like soap and stuff like that. And also, let's say yeah. cherries from Chile. <laughs> is it Chile or Chile? I'm not sure what Chile is. Oh, Chile. <laughs> there is, Chile. There, there is a country called Chile. Yes, Chile. It's, it, it can be pronounced Chile in different languages. So they're like cherries from Chile mm. or maybe Chile, depending on how you pronounce it. I remember, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw people selling it on TikTok, like these huge sellers on, on mm-hmm. TikTok. They were working with um, the Chilean embassy mm-hmm. and to sell their cherries. They were huge, huge, um, like almost purple cherries. I'm sure they taste mm-hmm. really good. But they're, you know, pricey, um, but good. And also one category that I like to buy, you know about that, is stationery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mostly from Japan. Yeah. And some domestic brands. And these, like, this is one category where the U.S. is just like, it's nowhere to be seen. You know what I mean? Like U.S., you have like 3M, you know that brand? 3M? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that they are still popular here in China, mm-hmm. uh, their products. But like when it comes to like notebooks and pens, like a lot of uh, Chinese consumers like me, mm-hmm. we're willing to pay like, you know, $60 per notebook. What? If it's of good quality. Like Doll- U.S. dollars? U.S. dollars. Like the ones oh we have gosh. for our journal. It sounds crazy, right? Your husband know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought him one and oh, it's just wow. like, it's like buried somewhere. I don't think he's even using it. But um, and these are so sought after. Mm. They literally ran out. 
every year. You have to pre-order them mm-hmm. like months ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are like some popular, like Hobonichi and Midori from Japan. Midori. People actually like wait for months for their notebooks journals to come mm-hmm. out. Um, things like that. I mean, it's also a pretty big market. Mm-hmm. But you know, actually, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. the essential oils thing in Thailand. I want to tell a mm-hmm. very brief story. I think my wife and you are a lot more similar than I am with you, no offense, or with her, actually. Because when I go on vacation, Mm. my focus is the experience. And when she goes on vacation, her focus is (laughs) what what yeah, what cool things can I bring back from this place? So we went we went to Thailand and another occasion we went to the Philippines. Mm. Both times, right on the last day, she filled her luggage with essential oils from these places. So there's huge bottles of coconut oil and stuff. Mm. So like when we got back, she smelled like coconut up for six months. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually like coconut oil. Um, it, it, you can use them as very nice skin products, especially mm. for babies. It's it's mm. natural, right? There's no crazy things in it and they work really well. Mm. And you smell good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I think they smell good. Yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Let's go back to that in a moment. I want to really quickly highlight some of the goods in order of the magnitude which they're purchased by China Mm. from the United States again. Because I'm from the United States. That's why I'm focusing on them. I'm sorry, Canadian listeners. So actually, (laughs) aircraft. So that might be Washington, actually. So we're talking about Boeing. I think they're in Washington. So maybe that's one of the big reasons. But I don't know how they're doing now. I mean, they're still doing great. China is working on developing its own uh, aircraft. Mm But they are not at massive production yet. So Boeing is still a major exporter of goods to China for the time being. What about Airbus? uh, China is still, this is uh, 2021. So from how much? So Mm -hmm. this is from how much? I guess it's .com. And it's still the primary uh, vehicle that China buys. It's the number one product that okay. the China buys, not by volume, but by value. Okay. And then soybeans, which you mentioned already. Mm. And then you have all kinds of machine goods. And then this is where the United States may have shot itself in the foot, mm. semiconductors. So China was actually the oh. number one purchaser of US semiconductors, microchips. And then mm. they pass some laws saying, oh, we can't export most kinds of semiconductors to China. So actually this recent political system of governance that is in charge of the US United States right now has essentially Mm. cut out one of the primary export products from the United States to China, hurting itself in the process and hurting its own industries. And it's hurting China too, but hopefully it's only for the short term. Yeah, because China will eventually be able to produce the same chips. Right. And then, you know, in the long term, it it might be a good thing for China. Yeah. In fact, it was forced to develop its own. This was a bad play in most people's opinion, but, you know, Mm. just silly politicians always getting in the way of like normal people participating with one another. Mm. And sometimes I think about, um, you know, how much effort has to be put into to reinvent the wheel Mm. in a way, like Mm. all over the world. Yeah. If we could just work together and improve our productivity without doing uh, all that much damage, because in the process of research and development, I'm sure, you know, a lot of waste is also created. Mm. If you've already have this thing, 
why not share it with others, right? You can pay patent and, you know, money for your technology. Another part of that, baby, and I agree with you, is that once China is able to produce microchips at the same level within a year or two, then mm. they will be able to mass produce them faster like they do because China is a better manufacturing base, has a larger manufacturing base, mm. and they will take over the market, essentially. The United States really hurt itself in the long term. Oh, I want to talk about one other thing. Oil mm. export exports, because China, I'm sorry, the United States, even though it imports oil, mm. it also is a massive oil exporter. And China is one of the largest consumers of American oil, consuming 7% of US oil exports. So you mean petroleum? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pet- oh, okay. Petroleum. So I was thinking about like cooking oil. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, all that, that is true. I want to go over another um, thing. Uh, this is from FASUSDA.com. This is, um, these are American statistics from our own government. These are mm. top 10 US agricultural exports to China. Ooh, yeah, they're actually a massive increase. So a lot of people think, oh, the US mm. has been trading less. That's not true. Actually, the United States is trading more soybeans, sorry, sorry, soybeans, corn, sorghum, pork and pork products, beef and beef products, cotton, tree nuts, poultry, wheat, dairy products all have increased year on year from 2017 to 2021. Mm. And the increase from 2020 to 2021 in some categories, 316 percent change increase in corn oh, uh, exports to China, 413 percent increase in beef and beef products to China from the U.S. There have been a couple small decreases like in pork because Mm. China, I think, is largely able to produce its own pork products. Mm -hmm. Agriculture is a huge boon for the American economy. And if the United States wants to increase, I have another data set. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, Last one, I promise for now. No, no, no. I'm interested. This is from uh, Trade Data Monitor. The United States is only for agricultural products about... 20%, 15% of all of the uh, agricultural products imported into China. Mm. So Brazil, EU are also massive exporters of agricultural products to China. Mm. And if the United States behaves well, cooperates well with China, it can take over more of that market. Mm. That would be a boon for the U.S. economy mm. in a time when the U.S. economy needs a little bit of help maintain mm. keeping its head above water, exporting more agricultural goods to China by using the vehicle of mm. the China International Import Expo. It would be a great way for the United States and China to continue to cooperate, for the United States to be able to export agricultural goods and help U.S. farmers and cooperate with China who wants to buy Mm -hmm. international agricultural products. Wow. You know, all these agricultural products you mentioned, sometimes I guess we just don't see that where they came from, Mm. like corn. My corn is not marked where it came from, (laughs) but probably they're used to uh, feed as feed. Yeah, yeah. Right. And also corn oil. So you go, if you oh, go into the right. supermarket, like if I go to Walmart around the corner from my house here in Beijing, mm. like there, I don't usually buy corn oil. I don't think it's healthy because if you get it above a certain temperature, but a lot of people right. do. So mm. I buy like olive oil from like Italy and stuff, but mm. they have huge, giant tankers of like oil that people buy like mm. to get it cheap. And it's usually corn oil. And that yeah. may be product imported from the United States and, and Brazil. I buy sunflower seeds mm. oil. Mm. And sometimes I buy them from, they're imported from Ukraine because mm. I think they're a great exporter of both wheat oh, and yeah, yeah. sunflower seeds oil. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is healthier than just regular corn mm. oil. Mm. I'm, I'm like wary of American corn now. 
after reading about them, like how they were growing. You know, what's interesting is that corn can be used in a lot of other products. You know, Coca-Cola has its own manufacturing base here in China for the Chinese market. You find corn in just about everything yeah. we Sh- eat Most sugars are not sugar cane. Mm. They're corn. Corn syrup. Exactly, corn syrup. So it's derived yeah. from corn. Um, it gets complicated. Like, it gets so complicated mm. that I don't really want to consume those things anymore. Yeah. Oh, there's a term that's been really gone viral online. Mm. It is called mm. No. Have you heard of it? So Kuji means mm, technology mm, mm. and Hanghuo is like uh, something really hardcore, mm. like um, hardcore. yeah, like hardcore processed uh. products. And usually they refer mm. to food, you know, like the corn you're eating is all uh, is almost not like natural corn anymore. Yeah. Or like, say, chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's probably yeah, the prime yeah. example. A lot of people use that. example. It's like the nuggets, even though they taste good. I agree. They taste good. But mm. I don't sometimes I don't know what I'm eating. Um, <laughs> no one knows what they're so much technology yeah. goes into this. Yeah. And if you look at the ingredients, the list goes on forever. Mm. I think in the end, most of these ingredients would go back to corn. Mm. So, it, you know, it's uh, the chicken, they eat the corn. And then in the process, they use all kinds of uh, uh, products like sugar, syrup, and all the crazy things made from corn. Mm. So I don't eat them anymore. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> something I have to mention. The reason why it went viral is because people are becoming more and more aware of all this crazy, fancy technology that go into processed mm. food. And they know it so they can stay away you from know, it. You know, they say that in the US too. Get and they, they use the term processed food. Super processed. So you, so you hear that in the media all the time that people don't, you shouldn't eat that. But the reality is that 90 to 95% of Americans are still consuming it all the time every day. They're cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And they taste good. Like people like you yeah. were very have a high educational background. And, and you know, older people like my mom, they do are more careful about what they put in their bodies. But the typical American, anyway, I'm not I'm not sure exactly about Chinese f- folks, mm. but the typical American will just be like, "Oh, I would you do you want Taco Bell today or Jack in the Box?" And then they go there. Yeah, because they're not aware of all these information. Mm. Um, and and also things are cheaper when they're mass produced, mm-hmm. like when they're really really processed. Like corn is cheap. Mm. Right. And actually, I think um, the farmers don't really make money from growing corn. They make the money from government subsidy because yeah, it yeah. keeps the economy running. It, it gets complicated. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, um, if you really want to uh, entice or impress the Chinese consumers, mm-hmm. and we're talking about middle and upper class Chinese mm-hmm. consumers, um, fancy packaging will work a little bit, but it has to be the quality of the products itself. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like uh, things that have to do with people's health, mm-hmm. I think uh, manufacturers should be more aware that Chinese consumers are much smarter now. Mm-hmm. You know, they will know, they will want to know what you put into it and whether or not the mm-hmm. long-term health effects of using your products. I've noticed on what you're, the exact point that you're talking about. I, I'm one of those people that look at the what's inside, but usually it's not to look at, you know, monosodium glutamate or something. No, I look ingredients, but I look at like how much sugar or salt is in something <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, just like the basic stuff for basic health. I'm uh, not actually that concerned. I'm going to die some I'm not too concerned things. if I live an extra year or two. But mm. I get frustrated because I'll pick up an American <laughs> product like salsa. And when I look, try to look at the label, they've already covered the mm. English label. With a Chinese label. With a Chinese label. Which is great for right. the Chinese consumer because like you, they can check what's inside of their food. Right. But for me, I'm like, I can't read this anymore. <laughs> right, right. I, I get it. Sometimes that's mm. uh, that's the case. Oh, yeah. 
Welcome to My Stories of Chinese Characters, Season 2. I'm Uncle Han Si. This season, we will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods. Delicious, how sure. Feel the delicacy of Chinese silk. Uh, some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. Chanzhou's Wu We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. And feel the excitement of the snowfields. I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com. You're listening to The Bridge. talk a little bit about my impression of products from abroad. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, let's say uh, products from Japan, they're known to do meticulous work. Mm. You know, whatever the most of the products we get, you see, you can tell that they were uh, very thoughtful products mm. uh, made with devotion mm-hmm. and uh, thoughts were put into the quality and also the design. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing is the prices are pretty high. So things, you know, imports from Japan. And also a lot of Chinese consumers are a little bit worried about radiation contamination from mm-hmm. like Japan. Like <laughs> if you import food from Japan. Oh, oh Fukushima. Yeah, Fukushima. So, I went to Fukushima. And you're still alive? I made <laughs> I went I made a point of after this is after the event, not even that long, like a year mm-hmm. later. And I was in the province and I actually had the fish too. Because someone mm-hmm. said, Whatever you do, don't eat the fish. So I that's oh. as soon as I got there, I was like, sushi time. Did you turn green? <laughs> Afterwards, I so far my thyroid works well. They say that's the okay. first thing to go. Well, well, the first thing to go. But you would have to be eating those like you know yeah. three times a day for months for something yeah, yeah, to yeah. to show up. Um, but when it comes to American products, I think people's impression is that they are big. Actually, big is not the word. They're massive. Mm. They're usually bigger, like cars. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of American cars here mm. in China. Because uh, they consume too much uh, gasoline mm. and they, they take too much space, you know, mm. they're so much bigger. But you do. German cars. German cars are super popular. Yeah, super G- German cars and Japanese cars. You know, Volkswagen's now moving manufacturing uh, base from the United Kingdom to China. Um, not in the, surprised. In the, last, yeah, in the last few weeks, they made this decision mm. that Germany is going to move a lot of its manufacturing out of Europe mm. and into China. And one of the big reasons, China is a huge import market. Right. So why not just make them there? Yeah, save all the shipping fees. Mm. Yeah, so products from the U.S. Well, I do see Jeep, mm. as I mentioned earlier. That's an American. Yeah, occasionally right? I see a Jeep. Yeah, That's but true. otherwise, yes. Yes. and also, I think uh, it is, yes. what's that brand? Buke? B-U? Well, Tesla. I see a lot of Teslas. Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, so and- Which are made in China. Uh, so American products are known for their like mass production, so it's cheaper. Mm. And also it's cool, mm. like some a cultural product. And also some American products are known to be, you know, cool, right? Uh, certain brands and even, you know, like clothing, mm. uh, Adidas and 
So um, some like certain American brands are known to be cool, like uh, sportswear, mm-hmm. right? Adidas, things like that. You know, shoes. Yeah. Um, and then products what, from leaning is really popular now too. Uh, yeah, that's the Chinese domestic one. Uh, products from France, they're known to be more, you know, like um, Je ne sais quoi. what's the word? Don't know. I don't know what. Posh, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, uh, fancy uh, skincare, yeah, yeah. perfume, and cheese, yeah, and yeah, even cheese a little products. bit of like, like butter, you know. Um, yeah, and then products from New Zealand and Australia. Our impression is that they're healthier, they're more natural. You know, I think the impressions that you have are very similar to American impressions of the same products. Yeah, so see, yeah, you yeah. get you um, you leave a certain impression, mm. and uh, consumers will follow what they feel like they're getting, right? Yeah. And also, like I think maybe more progress from South America, South American countries will become more popular, but they have to do more work, um, like popularizing their products. Again, you're talking about these niche upper class, upper middle class products that people buy by the brand name. But Brazil is a massive exporter for agricultural goods that are used to feed hogs and also as as to consume by people and put into other products in China that Mm. are then processed in China after that they have been imported from Brazil. So South America is doing well as a trade partner for China. We would love to buy more of their products, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think they need to work on selling them, Mm. uh, packaging them, right? Like letting the consumers know what you're selling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to talk a couple other highlights before we talk about, because we only have a few minutes left. Firstly, a lot of people get the wrong impression about China and China's economy. Actually, FDI, which is uh, direct investment, that's mean people around the world investing in China is actually increasing dramatic. And from Mm. January to August, there has been a Mm. 16.4% increase over the previous year of FDI foreign direct investment into China, largely from Germany. So actually, it's Europe that's investing. Now, let's talk about this uh, trade show, Mm. the Expo. I'm just going to call it that because Mm -hmm. the full name is making me... This is quite challenging. Uh, China's International Import Expo. Well done. C-I-I. The Expo (laughs) has uh, 2,900 participants. That means different companies, obviously, because there aren't that many countries. Some of the brands are like Mercedes and FedEx and basically everyone that you can think of are participating. All the It's like 300 out of 500. No, it's more than that. 350 out of 500 global Fortune 500 companies are participating in this. What they are essentially doing are trying to convince Mm. Chinese importers, so companies and I guess some elite individuals into buying products, importing them and selling them in China. Mm -hmm. So everyone from Hitachi, IHG, Marriott are going to be there. They're going to have their stands there. They're going to be promoting their products for consumption in China's growing market. Really quickly, the reason why this is so important not just for China, but for the world, is that 38.6% of all growth from 2013 Mm -hmm. to 2021 in the world, that means more than one third of Mm. all growth in the world happened in China. That's more than every G7 country combined over the same time. Mm. So these companies are really, I would say, desperate to convince Chinese outlets to host their products and sell them in China because Mm -hmm. this is the future of consumption worldwide. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing more products from all over the world. Mm. I mean, I see one article uh, regarding CIIE, the expo this year. This Mm -hmm. is a fifth 
uh, import expo. Mm. This is for, for Cambodia. Fifth, mm-hmm. CIIE is a unique opportunity to explore Chinese market. Like, I don't even know what we can import from Cambodia, but I'm interested. Mm. Like, we like exotic products mm. you know, from places that we've never been to, but um, mm-hmm. that can specialize in certain things. Um, like, f- from Vietnam, they sell these uh, thin rice cakes. Mm. No, not mm. cakes. They're like more like pancakes, like sheets. You've had like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vietnam uh, rolls, right? Spring rolls. They are wrapped with this mm-hmm. clear rice pancake. Yeah, uh, we buy those. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. And also if there is like a ramen noodle type uh, for full mm. noodle, full noodles, yeah, you know, yeah. noodles. Fa. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. We get them in restaurants like mm-hmm. in Beijing. Yeah. Um, but if they can have like cup noodles of that kind, I would love to buy there's them. There's one near my house. There's one Ooh. near my house in Wukasong. There's a there's a far restaurant. Jealous. I like to go. My wife always says not to go there. She doesn't like it as much as me. What? So she just lets me go there. Sometimes we're oh. almost out of time. I want to re- mention you remember Andy Borham, our f- journalist friend in Shanghai. Sure. I posted online that I was really excited about this expo coming up and that mm. it was really interesting to me. And he was like, oh, no, not the expo again, because Why? he's got to go from November 5th to November 10th every single day all day oh, to cover it to for cover media and he thinks it's exhausting. He apparently he's been to all five of them. Wow, but I think he'll discover new things. Yeah. It'll be advent an adventure, Just, right? To see what's new on the market. Yeah, he's going to be very informed consumer like you, baby. Yes. I think that's all the time we have for and, today though. You know, I, I really want to say that um Jiayou, US uh, manufacturers, you know, get to know China a little bit better. Get to know the consumers here. Get to know the market you have to know what people's needs are like what are the new trends mm-hmm. what are people wary of right um and what mm-hmm. they what do they want and then you know this whole market is open to you guys mm. so hopefully you know uh we can have great trade relations and we'll have wonderful products from all over the world all right that's it thank you jason thank you baby and thank you our listeners we'll see you next time bye-bye bye-bye